0: Love Talk Radio.
1: All right, fans, here we go. Four two-minute rounds of boxing scheduled, women in the ring. To the two-minute rounds, your hooks and jabs. Look at female boxing. This is episode number 108. We're back. My name is Felipe Leon, all the way from Southern California slash Tijuana, Mexico, and with us, as always, from Northern California, is none other than Miss Lupi Gutierrez. Lupi, how you doing tonight?
2: I'm doing good. Hi
1: guys. Hi everybody. Hey. Hey. thank you for being with us, and like always, the Godfather of female boxing coverage in. Hello United States, Mr. David Avila. David, how are you doing tonight?
3: Good, good, Philippa. How are you doing, Lupi?
1: I'm doing really good, thank you. Well folks, we have a action packed show today with a very special guest. She's been on the show with us before. I would dare to say that she is a friend of the show and that would be none other than top pound for pound fighter Miss Layla MacArthur. She's going to talk to us about her recent fight in Dubai, why it happened in Dubai. What what was it like fighting Dubai? We know that it's a very uh, cultural um, you know, cultural eccentric uh, restrictions over there, especially for women. So we want to see how an actual female boxing match was received in in Dubai, as well as you know, a little bit of controversy with your opponent coming in very, very heavy, but obviously Leila MacArthur is a McCarter, I'm sorry, what did I say? Uh, McC- Layla McCarter, McCarter. Is taking on, yeah, taking on a very, very heavy opponent. You know, We know that she is a warrior. She's going to talk to us about that and then also about what is coming up for her. So she should be calling in in about 15 minutes, Ms. Layla McCarter, and then we'll be talking to her. But let's go and do a little bit of fight uh, review and see what went down in the last two weeks in female boxing, starting on Sunday, April 4th, from Osaka, Japan, Karori Nagai scored a majority decision over Natsuki Tarui in a six-rounder for the Japanese national atom weight title. Scores there were 59-55 two times and an even 57-57. But more important, this was the main event of an all-female boxing fight card in Japan. There was five other uh, fights, something that we've seen before, uh, a, couple, a couple times a year, we see that from Japan. And same on the 10 different promoters, 10K Tsunami score unanimous decision over Shioni Ogata in a 10-rounder to defend her WBO Junior Flyweight title. The scores there were a lopsided 189 times three. David, I know that we have a correspondent out there in Japan. What can they tell us? Or what did they tell us about these two fight uh, cards out there in Japan?
3: Oh it's a common uh, uh, thing that they do um they share uh, venues and one promoter staged theirs and then uh, the other promoters put theirs and this way it's it's at a lower cost and uh they put on their different shows and uh, the the main the main of uh fight of all of those was tsunami Tenkai which is her Tsunami is really her first name. It's not her last name. Tsunami Mm. Tenkai. That's her name. But Oxfam has it mixed up. And she uh, defeated Shionogata.
1: So she defended that title. And, um, well, I mean, one thing that is good is that, you know, Japan, who has been very restrictive with their – uh, with the response to COVID nineteen they were not letting foreigners come into the country. A lot of fighters have not been too uh, willing to get to come out of Japan and obviously we're gonna see in about hundred days, in about three months, what goes on with the with the Olympics and we'll talk about amateur boxing and talk about a little bit for our- by an expert, Snoopy, on the show of what was announced today regarding that. But, you know, it's good to see that it's, good to see that. Um, it's opening up a little bit to the sports and they're trying to have uh, uh, some uh, some activities out there. Moving on to Saturday, April 10th from the United Kingdom. Um, on the zone, Shannon Courtney scored a United Nations <laughs> over Ebony Bridges. To the of WBO Bantamweight title. This was a war, one of the best fights of the year. I'm not going to classify it as one of the best female fights. It was just one of the best fights of the year, period. Lupi, yeah. were you surprised by the outcome? I mean, was Shannon Courtney the favorite in this fight?
2: Yeah, she was the favorite. And even though, I mean, I've only seen clips of what, ebony could do in the ring we saw what shannon could do in the ring and to me like those last two fights of shannon like i wasn't impressed she kind of i didn't i was like whatever and the only reason i was really interested in this fight was because of ebony i wanted to see you know people thought yeah maybe they didn't deserve to to go for a title yet but they created these opportunities which even made it more exciting and what shannon did I mean, Ebony came out strong. Are you going to hand it there? That was a badass fight. And these women, they both lived up to everything, the high, everything. But, I mean, when Ebony came in so strong in that first round, I mean, I thought, oh, wow, this is, you know, she really is going to, this is going to happen. Like, she's going to take it from Shannon. And Shannon didn't let her have it at all. Like, Shannon's a tough chick. That was just, it was an incredible fight. I loved it.
1: David, were you surprised that...
2: Go ahead, Lupita, finish up. No. Well, I was just going to finish it, but, you know, immediately people were saying, yeah, the rematch, rematch. Well, not really, because there's more people to fight. Like, Rachel Ball wants that fight. It's really exciting. And this, you're right. It wasn't just for female boxing best fight. It was best fight. Nobody even knew who was the headlining.
4: Yeah. <laughs> the counter <card laughs> Ben
1: fight. Nobody, uh, cared and, that
2: Savannah, yeah. nobody cared that Savannah was fighting on the card. It was all about this. <laughs>
1: David, were you surprised that Ebony Bridges put up such a great fight when she only had five pro fights before that? And I think that was, like, her first scheduled 10-rounder. Were you surprised that she was that tough?
3: I really was. I really was shocked that she was. uh, I mean, you had a name claim because she did fight Crystal Hoy. And Crystal Hoy is actually a pretty tough girl. Her record doesn't reflect that, but... I've seen her fight, and I knew she could fight. And if Ebony could beat her, then I knew that she, she did know how to fight. But when she got in the ring against Shannon Courtney, who I thought had pretty good skills, uh, I was actually I was shocked because Ebony showed me boxing skills I had no idea she had. I mean, she did a lot of things right. She did uh, her, her, her ability to cover up after punching and and her ability to slip punches, uh, she actually did pretty, pretty good. I mean, I, I was shocked. I was very shocked. I mean, it's
1: pretty interesting. She only had five professional fights, and you know, she had a lot of skill, more, um, a lot more than we expected. And, and the fact that she started in boxing so much later in her in her career in her life, she started off as a as a ring card girl actually, and then she got into boxing. So it's pretty impressive that with such a short amount of time and how late she took up boxing, she's really a student of the sport, and she really showed it uh, last Saturday night with her skill level despite only having those five fights. Now, if we look at the panorama of the of the 118-pound uh, division, well, we have Shannon Courtney as the WBA champion, and then the WBA champion has Julian Luna, who beat um, – Mariana Juarez for the title as the absolute full-fledged champion. And then we have Tatiana Sharashevskaya from Russia, who's 11-0 with three knockouts. As the interim champion, she actually just uh, captured that title in March, end the March. Then in the IBF, we have Maria Cecilia Roman, who's 15-4 and with no knockouts. And then the WBO champion continues to be Daniela Bermudez who, from Argentina, mm-hmm. who we last saw battle uh, Amanda Serrano uh, on NBC, uh, Ring City. So out of all those, I think the most competitive one and the one that would kind of match up the best against Shannon Courtney would probably be uh, the Russian interim champion Tatiana Sharavitskaya. I wouldn't expect Eddie Hearn to really go for the big dogs like Luna, who proved to be a very tough customer, or Daniela Mm -hmm. Bermudez, who despite the loss to Amanda Serrano, is a great fighter, especially at her natural weight of bantamweight. And then Maria Cecilia mm-hmm. Roman from Argentina as well might be a good candidate as well, David. Of all those fighters that I mentioned, Lupe, which one would you rather see Shannon fight first?
2: I'd like to see I'd like to see her fight Daniela Bermudez for me. Wow. I think they're. It's an exciting fight from the U.K. and Argentina. Daniela's tough, but you know what? I don't think that they would take that. David? What do you think, David?
3: Yeah, I agree. I don't think they'd take that fight either. She's too dangerous.
2: Yeah, it would be a great, exciting bout, but yeah. Go ahead, David.
1: But
3: I do – this
1: talk right now, I think it's going to be Rachel Ball because obviously she was the one that was supposed to fake Shannon Courtney originally until she got, I think was it a car accident or was it COVID? Oh, I, don't know. I forget. I, I forget.
4: Because there's been a I couple
1: of car accidents with the girls. Ah, yeah, but you're, you're
2: right. right. If uh, Rachel Ball is supposed to be the one. She is the one.
1: That's what Eddie wants. Yeah. I also you know, on the same car Oh, go ahead.
2: No, I was going to say, I mean, that's what's expected. It's kind of boring, but, I mean, that is the next fight. It's Eddie's card. It's kind of boring.
1: Shannon, of course, was Shannon
3: Yeah. yeah but, a, but a lot of people, including myself, said Shannon won the first fight. That was a higher weight
4: one, class. Sure.
1: Because
3: Rachel Ball, I believe, yeah.
1: Yeah, I believe it was a higher weight class.
3: True. True, it was.
1: Okay. Um, so now moving on to that same fight card, Savannah Marshall stopped yeah. Her Actually, it wasn't Femke Hermans. It was uh, Maria Lindbergh, who was the late mm-hmm. stop after Herman Hermans uh, hurt herself and they got a late sub on Maria Lindbergh. Masalina Marshall stopped her pretty impressively and pretty quickly in three rounds at 160 pounds for the WBO title. David, were you impressed, or did you think that it was just a given being that Lindbergh was such a late replacement?
3: Um, Actually, I didn't see the fight, so I can't really honestly say. Uh, but I, I did okay. expect her to knock out. I expect her to knock out any of the European girls. Because they all have a similar style. And for yeah. her, it's just right up her alley. That style is right up Savannah Marshall's alley. Yeah. She's going to have problems with, with women that go side to side, not, you know, straight up uh, in front of her.
2: I saw it.
1: Yeah,
2: I mean, it was. Go ahead, bit. Go ahead. I saw it. And, you know, uh, Maria Limbers looked scared after the first round. Seriously, she looked scared. And she shouldn't have been in the ring with her, blah, blah, blah. But she was. And even though she wasn't on anywhere near Savannah's level, you could tell that Savannah's got, God, she's got beautiful movement. And, I mean, those long arms, and she just plays with you. I mean, it's, I can't wait for this uh, Clarissa-Savannah fight. Can't wait. It i was a to good, call the
1: fluke. Well, we'll see. But it was a good uh, showcase fight. I mean, it's not her fault that her opponent got hurt. I think Femke Hermans, you know, she would have been more prepared because she had been working towards this date. You know, she knew it was enough time that she was going to fight Savannah Marshall that I think she would have put a better fight. Uh, but I think Savannah Marshall would still beat her. I mean, She went out there. She did her job. She proved that a Maria Lindbergh on short notice didn't belong to be in the ring with her. I mean, she basically dominated the fight from the opening bell and stopped brutal. her in the at 111. Yeah, pretty brutal. So, I mean, it's just a matter of waiting. We are going to talk about Clarissa Shields and what she was announced this week about her career and what's coming next for her. But before we do that, on the line with us now from Las Vegas, I believe is none other than Ms. Layla McCarter. Layla, how are you doing tonight?
5: I'm good. Hi, guys. How's it going?
1: Good. Thank you. Thank you for being you. here with us on the two-minute round once again, you've been uh, uh, one of our guests that we've enjoyed having multiple times. And with that said, I'm going to pass the baton to Mr. David Avila. David, go right ahead.
3: Leila, hi. How are you doing?
5: Hi, David. I'm good. Thanks. Thanks for having me.
3: How was the trip?
5: Oh, it was long.
3: <laughs> I bet. <laughs> it was a
5: really, really long flight, but the trip was great. Uh, we got to see a new place. Uh, seeing Dubai was really awesome.
3: Yeah. So, so explain how you got the the fight together and how you ended up in Dubai and, and how you ended up with your opponent.
5: Well, um, the fight in Dubai we'd been talking about for quite a while with a, a friend of Louis, uh, a promoter that used to promote in the States. But um, in the last minute, it came together on Sunday, the week before the fight. So um, we had a limited choice of opponents. Uh, they could only bring somebody from the country of Georgia. And when I looked up all the women that fight in Georgia, they none of them had a winning record except um, one had a, a even record, and that's the one I fought. But she happened to be a middleweight uh, or super middleweight, and uh, they told me she could be one fifty four, um, but apparently she could not. So um, we Hold made the agreement to fight at one fifty four.
3: What did you think when she stepped on the scale and she weighed 170 or 170 Well, plus? you know
5: what was funny? She came in after the weigh-in. We we actually weighed in before, and she hadn't arrived yet. So they arrived after the weigh-in, and um, they told us that she weighed in 77 kilograms, which equals 169.8 pounds. So our agreement was 154 maximum, which is already pretty heavy for me. Um, and when she came at 169.8 pounds, I'm like, oh, my God, you know, what are we going to do? How can we make this uh, work? You know, are we going to have to do an exhibition or, or what's going to happen? And even until the morning of the fight, we didn't really know, are we fighting or doing an exhibition or what? Um, and the promoter basically said it was in, in my hands. So, um, <laughs> I, I, you know, we went all the way across the world to fight. I didn't want to give my haters more to talk about by leaving and not having a fight or by doing an exhibition, you know, if we're going to hit each other, let's hit each other and make it a fight. So I went ahead and, and, and said, fine, let's do the fight. And it's kind of crazy, but um, it, it it all worked out.
3: How, how do you make the weight though? I mean, was there like a limit? Well, you to make? Weight,
5: I had to be a minimum of 147 pounds to make, uh, my contract, which was 154 max, so I weighed in officially on, on the scales 148 and a half. So, it, I'm not really sure how it went through and how they allowed it, but you know, <laughs> it's a, a different place, man. And,
3: mm-hmm. and what about? Uh, I mean, she was a, a giant. I mean, she looked pretty yes. big. Oh
5: my God! What was
3: it like? Mm-hmm. No, and you step in the ring and you see this girl that towers over you. Oh. You know, the very first mentioned...
5: time of yeah. the first time I saw her was in the warm-ups. You know, I was warming up for the fight in the room next to her room, and there were, you know, a, a lot of fighters on both sides. Um, and another girl from Georgia that was fighting Ivana Habazin on the show, um, she was a girl like uh, one of the ones that I said had a upside-down record, kind of. Yeah, I think she was like 5 and 15, something like that. And that girl was more my size, a little big. But I looked at her and I'm like, I can take this, no problem. And I said, Oh, nice to meet you. You're Elaine. She's like, Oh no, that's Elaine. And she pointed behind her, and there's a giant girl walking down the hallway. And I'm like, Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that girl was enormous. <laughs> yeah, but I, you know, I always, I was, I always bet on my skill, and to, that night was no different. It just
3: yeah. How long did it, do it? How long did it take you to gauge the distance and all that, and what she was doing? Because she looked like she could fight. I mean, she wasn't just a nobody. I mean, she was throwing punches, and she was a little she had faster a ton than of heart. I thought. Yeah.
5: She was a ton of. She had a ton of heart, but from the very first jab, I felt like, wow, I, my timing was good. Uh, the very first jab hit her, and I was like, I. I, I I felt pretty confident about it, but I also didn't want to make any mistakes. That's why I took my time. I feel that I could have knocked her out within the first round or two, the way she was, um, you know, reacting when I hit her. I knew I could get her out of there quick. But I didn't want to take a risk because she was so big, you know. And so I was just being very cautious and taking what what was available, Um so I, I took my time. and That was the advice that Lewis gave me. You know, take your time. Don't get careless. Um, and you know, eventually it got done. But
3: Be- because so. she was so uh, so big, uh, Leila, did you worry about hurting your hands?
5: Uh, my hands? No, I was just worried about getting caught with something stupid. You know, in the mix or you know. And and I think she only. I felt her weight at one point on my head, like on the top of my head somewhere. And I was like, oh, be careful. You know, my, I, I reminded myself not to make a mistake because, you know, it could get costly in there. Um, but overall, I made everything miss. And, yeah, I did not want to exchange. Um, but, you know, I, I kind of took the fight tour and I felt that I could get the best of it inside. Um,
3: yeah, I saw, I, I saw that. I saw you, that you, you work inside more than you work outside.
5: Yeah, I was kind of chasing her down in a way. It was more like a mental thing. Like I didn't want to give her momentum where she could take over because if you give somebody that big confidence where she's going to start walking me down, I didn't want that to happen. You know, I've let some little girls do that to me, and, you know, uh, that was no picnic either. So, yeah, <laughs> I don't want to give her any Le- confidence at all.
3: Lily, <laughs> Le- 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 I'm going to pass you on to uh, to Lupe Gutierrez.
2: Lupi. Oh, Lupe, okay. Hey. Layla. hey, how are you? I'm good, Lupe. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. Hey, did you pay attention to any of the USA National the amateurs that were going on last week? Oh,
5: no, I did not. I was just so busy. That's Sorry. right.
2: Okay. You know, we it was exciting. It was really exciting stuff last week. Where was it? It was in uh, Shreveport. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so it was it was pretty good. You know, I watched all the fights. Cool. I'll um, I'll ha- I have some. I'll send you what I think you should watch because there's some good some good clips. I look forward and you to know, it. cool.
4: Yeah. I
2: was also I was looking at your IG following. I went and clicked today, and I clicked on mutual, and I checked. I was I saw like you growing a following of some of the peewees and the Bantams and the intermediate girl boxers. Really, and I don't know oh. if you know that. So I was looking at the I names did not. and I'm like, "Oh my god!" Uh, so how does it make you feel that you have this generation of the babies that know they know you, they respect who you are, and they're following you? Well, that's really
5: cool because I did not know that. I pretty much thought I was invisible to that new crop. So that's that's really neat. I mean, I I find that really cool.
2: Yeah, that came um, when you came to the show to the beautiful brawlers. I was looking at the names, and the, I thought that was really cool. That, that's awesome. I'm. I, I'm really. Um,
5: it, it inspires me. It makes me happy. Yeah, that's awesome. it Yeah,
2: it's awesome. Hey, so you're coming back from Dubai. How did you find it um, culturally for you there? When by the time you landed, I mean, you're a fighter, a woman fighter. How right. was it for you?
4: How were you well, treated? I didn't know How what did the crowd You
2: know.
5: Well, mm-hmm. I you know, I didn't know what to expect because you know, we all have our preconceived notions of what it is and you know, to be in an Arab country and all these things. Um and you know, my brother, I have a half brother and he's Kuwait he's half Kuwaiti. So his father is from Kuwait and he lives in the Persian Gulf. So um you know, I've been exposed to the culture. Um mm-hmm. but it was a whole different experience. I, you know, being a woman, being a fighter, I didn't know how they they would Received me, but it was pretty awesome they were They were very great hosts, and you know they went out of their way to help us and I was just really um surprised by everything in Dubai. It's a very <laughs> liberal country as Arab countries go because the you mm-hmm. know they're based on tourism and you yeah. know everything is based around tourism and there there's people from all over there so i I recommend going to Dubai for anybody. Um, it's really cool.
2: So did you have a crowd? Um, there, no, was a it crowd? was
5: invited guests only. So it was a small venue um, okay. in a country club. Um, it was an outdoor venue. But they didn't want to have too much of a crowd because of COVID. But they had yeah. the invited guests only. So very select group.
2: How did the crowd, how did they respond?
5: Oh, they were awesome. Everybody took pictures with me afterwards and, you know. It was it was really tremendous uh, reception.
2: Yeah, you're a celebrity. I know Dubai is all about the celebrity too. That's that must have been a really great experience. It was cool. There's fast
5: cars everywhere, big buildings, everything's the biggest and the best. You know, they're all in competition for the biggest this and you know they have the world's tallest mm-hmm. building, the biggest mall. Mm-hmm. It's pretty amazing. That is.
2: So, did you say that Habasem was on that card also?
5: How was it? Yeah, in the last
2: minute, they they
5: they were able to make a fight on the card. I think her manager contacted someone over there, and and were able to get on the show. Um, but the only opponents from Georgia left were you know the other girls that all had, you know, um, less than stellar records. Uh-huh.
2: Um,
5: so she fought somebody more my size, and I fought somebody more her size. <laughs> oh,
2: okay. So and then you were supposed to fight her. What happened to that fight? Remember, you had that fight. You also had the Pinky Tyson fight. What happened to those two? Oh, well, that
5: whole thing was with a promoter that's not a real promoter. Um, there's a guy named Charles Russo, and he's uh, pretending to be part of this boxing union.
4: Mm-hmm. But the
5: truth is, that's not a real thing, and he's never really done an event. And he's continuing to oh. fraudulently, you know, he's, he's getting money from people. And, you know, it's all a scam. And
4: uh,
5: oh, okay. uh, Coroni's people were on him earlier, and they—that's why they never really accepted the fight. He told me that they had signed the contract, and they never really did. So that was a mistake, a misunderstanding on my part. Um, oh, okay. And then, and then, so <laughs> then he got a Habazine as a replacement. So, yeah. Oh, okay. But then we realized yeah. everything was false. Everything was, yeah. Oh, like you putting together cards, but they're not really happening. Yeah, it's not a real thing. The guy's name isn't even no. really uh, Charles Russo; yeah. it's Peter McMahon. Yeah,
2: yeah, and he has felony warrants. <laughs> so it's is crazy. that why? Is, is that why you're promoting your own fight? Are you promoting your own fights on cards? Um, no, not
5: really. We, you know, we work with everybody. We're, we're independent. We're free. So I I I I want to remain free. I've done my career just mm-hmm. like that with Luis Tapia and myself, and and Luis mm-hmm. has promoted fights for us um, w- with other promoters. But um, yeah, we just work with everybody.
2: So have you ever had? Has Eddie Hearn ever talked to you or offered you anything, or have you ever tried to reach out to him? I mean, directly, no. But we have talked
5: to Eddie Hearn's people. Uh, Luis knows more about that. Uh, who's contacted us and whatnot, um, but nothing really. Maybe I should pass that question on to Louis. Uh, yeah, because he handles all your.
4: Spoke
5: he spoke to Taylor's management before, but they made a really stupid, ridiculous, low offer. Uh, many a couple of years ago, no?
4: when
5: she was just coming up, five and zero. But um, it didn't make oh, sense that? at that time for Katie oh, who was Taylor. That?
2: Oh, okay. So how yeah. about now? Like, um, No, nothing yeah.
5: recently. Yeah, nothing. They haven't reached out to us. We're trying to uh, fight
2: anybody what in his... Life, right? yeah, yeah, that's why you're just making your own stuff happen. I mean, to stay busy, right? Yeah. Yeah, so
5: we're just and staying I'll... busy. I'm staying in the top of the ratings. I'm hoping that one of these fights will call. You know, anywhere from 135, Katie Taylor... Uh, to 147 would
2: be ideal yeah hey so Layla I want to ask you something I ask everybody what are your Uh thoughts on the pros what are your thoughts on the pros stepping back to the Olympics trying to get to the Olympics through the qualifiers Uh,
5: I'm not really sure I'm not sure about my thoughts on that I think to leave the amateur uh, boxing to the amateurs I think that's um, I mean we didn't have the opportunity to do it but it's too late. I think, you know, we have world championships to fight for. It's not quite fair mm-hmm. to to have the pros
2: step backwards. I don't know. I get ya. And one last thing. You mentioned your haters. <laughs> and oh, I wasn't able to say anything. And when you did, all I want to know is how do you stay so strong? Because I know, you know, people, you know, how do you uh, – deal with it and how do you just let it roll i don't again. have a choice
5: <laughs> i have no choice you know but these people that hate you know they're mostly jealous people that can't do what i'm doing and and that's why um you know i have to just smile and move on and success is the best revenge you know so um yeah that's how i deal with it i just keep moving forward and keep making things happen and you know let yeah. them uh stew about it
4: You know, one of my biggest haters.
5: Yeah, you know who my biggest Mm -hmm. haters are, but um,
2: you handle everything really well. I just have to say that.
5: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you. Hey,
2: it was good talking to you. I'm going to pass it to
1: Felipe.
5: Okay. Nice talking to you.
1: Yeah. Bye. Bye. Hello. 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 Can you hear me? Hello?
5: Sorry, I'm losing you. Yeah.
1: Can you hear me now? uh sort of <laughs> uh, before any specific things that you do or do or dress or not dress before you headed out there or is it pretty open
5: oh it's pretty open you know but um i was trying to be pretty modest you know but i'm I, i'm not somebody who dresses modestly anyway so you know i'm not over there wearing many skirts or short shorts but um, you know, I just dressed like uh, I normally do in my jeans and my T-shirts, and I had no no issues, and I didn't feel strange at all. Um, yeah, I wasn't sure what to expect, but everything was pretty cool over there.
1: Now you mentioned a couple minutes ago that you're highly ranked by other organizations. Or you know, have you and Mr. Tapia tried to force, not force, but kind of like urge? One of the organizations to make you a mandatory and really push to the champs at welterweight or even junior welterweight.
5: Well, many times in the past, you know, as as you know, I was pursuing Cecilia Brackis for many years, and it never happened, and they never made her fight, even though that was a mandatory in the IBF. Uh, they never actually forced the fight, so she was able to keep her belts, and nothing was done about it. So. After that, since then, no, I've kind of lost faith that the organizations uh, will do the right thing. I think they do what's best for them.
1: And is there anything on the horizon for you right now, or you're basically just trying to find what's next? Or are you guys in talks to getting back in the ring fairly soon?
2: Oh,
5: yeah, we're talking um, a lot of things in the future. Uh, Dubai, uh, we may return to Dubai in June. Uh, but that's okay. dependent on a lot of things and uh, depending on the deal. Um, also, I want to make sure that this fight gets recorded officially on BoxRec first. And, and then, if it, you know, I'm not going to go fight unsanctioned fights. So hopefully everything gets recorded properly and then we can keep going. Um, they've also contacted us. Someone from Matchroom Boxing contacted us about a possible 140-pound tournament. Um, oh. So... We told him to send the information and nothing was sent, so not sure what's going to happen with that. But
1: we're, we're now, always
5: looking and we're always picking fights. And uh,
1: Do you feel that it would be easier to get a shot at one of the 140-pound champions instead of just going after Jessica McCaskill, who holds all the belts at 147? Do you think it's a better chance to get an opportunity so. against these other people?
5: I think mm-hmm. so because I think they have it mapped out for her to fight with Katie Taylor and then, you know, whatever happens there. Um, I really feel Taylor should win that fight. That's my opinion. Um, and I think the whole thing is about her over there. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think that that's a better chance than fighting where I'm at at the welterweight. And that's fine because I walk I naturally walk around as a lightweight, naturally. Wow. I'm, I'm, well, I'm 137 every day. <laughs> this, wow.
1: It's crazy. Yeah. You have to gain a little weight to even fight at 140.
5: Yeah. I'm mean, Well, not really. 140s were, you know, natural. But 147, I, I've been fighting heavy just because that's where the opportunities were. And now they're just, you know, never happening. I was there in the number one spot against brackets for years. and never happened. So, um I thought when McCaskill became the champion I'd have a chance to fight for the welterweight titles, but now it looks like uh it's already planned out. So mm. um I'm just gonna keep staying at the top of the rating wherever I whatever weight I fight and hope for the hope for the call.
1: All right, uh Leila, thank you for being here with us. Uh we know that it's not gonna be the last time and next time uh you have something major going on, we'll make sure to uh contact you and have you back on the show. Thank you very much, and have a, a great night.
5: Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm sorry it was a little more concise. I'm a little bit jet-lagged, you know, and uh, we'll,
3: we'll, we'll talk to you
5: again one day. Thanks a lot. No Bye,
2: Layla.
1: No thank you again, Layla. Take care. Take care. All day. right. Thank you. All Bye. right. Take care. Bye-bye. And there you have it, Ms. Layla McCarter from Las Vegas, living in Las Vegas. It's a shame. I had her whole story and all her story. We've covered her. On the, as well as on the price and, and she's and we covered her on the two minute on the two minute round here on the show as well as the price fighters.com and it's a, quite a shame because she's really a victim of being too good but like the whole um too um too much risk and not enough reward and be and Layla macarthur is possibly the biggest victim of, of that in boxing don't you, do you agree david
3: Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And and it hurts when you're not tied to a promoter that has a a, a media outlet. That's the main thing. Like if she had a promoter that had a major media outlet, like Matchroom has a media outlet, Golden Boy, Top Rank, those are all major promoters with outlets. And uh, that's one thing she lacks. So she's always at the whim of them and, and, she can't really dictate terms. Yeah. So yeah, we'll and be...
2: a lot of
4: the
2: and a lot of the younger fighters, they're just um like freezing her out. You know, I, maybe that's too strong a word, but they're like they're got their own thing going, and they don't want to let her in because it's also the fighters too, you know.
3: True. Right,
2: David. It doesn't seem like they want to let
3: her in. Yeah, it's very true. Very true. That she is too dangerous. She hasn't lost a to fight in 14 years.
1: Yeah. And and, and, she's, and unfortunately, I mean, she just starts getting a, a older and older. And, and then it, may, it might come to the yeah. point where somebody actually sees that she might not be at her best and, and decide to give her a chance, but it would be a shame that it would be too late and she ends up not being the best that she can be. But, you know, it's just a matter of waiting to see. Hopefully, bigger things pan out for her, like she mentioned, that was in the works. Now, more that, finally, Clarissa Shields' pro, uh, debut in MMA, Mixed Martial Arts, it's going to be June 10th for the PFL, which is, uh, I don't even know what those letters stand for, but she'll be fighting
3: Professional Brittany Nelkin.
1: Fight oh, okay, Professional Fight League. She's going to be fighting that lightweight, which I would assume is around 160 pounds, and that's what they consider their lightweight. She's facing Brittany,
3: 155,
1: Elkin. I think. 155, okay. Brittany Elkin on June 10th. And the more surprising part of it for me is that it's going to be televised on ESPN+, Plus, which is a pretty big yeah. platform that Clarissa has not been on before. She's been on Showtime. She's been on pay-per-view. She's been on HBO. Um, I don't think she's been on The Zone just yet. And um, she's going to be on ESPN+. Plus. You know, it's no secret that here on the show, we're not, we're not big fans of fighters, of boxers, professional boxers, making the move to MMA. But we've seen it before. We saw it with Heather Hardy. We saw it with Amanda Serrano. And now we're going to – well, obviously, the most successful of them all, Holly Holmes. And now we're going to see it with Clarissa Shields, David. What do you expect from this fight? Do you think that we will see a Clarissa Shields that looks like a natural MMA fighter?
3: No, I, I think it's going to be very difficult for her. It, of course, it, it depends on the match. If she finds a if she fights a stand-up fighter, somebody who's used to fighting with her fists and not that, and that, uh, grappler, then she'll do very, very well. But if she fights any type of grappler, that's where it's going to be difficult.
2: You know what I heard? I heard that um, this girl is a good grappler.
3: Hmm.
2: I I I posted on it today and someone goes, "Yeah, I like her. She's a good
3: grappler." <laughs> yeah, it's going to yeah. be very difficult then. Very difficult. Yeah.
1: Well, it looks like I mean, I mean, if you follow Clarissa Shields, I mean, she's been concentrating uh with a lot of vigor, vigor on her MMA career. She's training with the best in New Mexico as far as I know. I mean, I I don't know much about that. Sport, MMA, I don't know who the names are I don't know who the, the good trainers or the good gyms are, are but what I do know is that New Mexico is a little bit of a hotbed for MMA fighters and that's where she's been doing her training we've seen her train alongside uh, Holly Holm who lives in uh, mm-hmm.
4: uh,
1: New Mexico and who is from New Mexico so we would expect that a, a fighter or an athlete of the level of Clarissa Shields is going to train with the best out there but can she learn enough in a year, in about a year, year and a half, to be able to compete against possibly a more natural MMA fighter? Well, we're going to see on June 10th. And the, the good thing about it is that it's going to be on ESPN+. Plus. So if you have ESPN+, Plus, which is only about $5.99 a month, you'll be able to see mm-hmm. Clarissa Shields' debut in the PFL. Another thing that was announced mm-hmm. actually today – go ahead, Lupi.
2: Um, she had said in one of her interviews, like during COVID, um, that she has a higher, she has a high IQ, a boxing mm-hmm. IQ, and she knows that she's not, she's on a different level than most people where she can switch that over to MMA and back to boxing. She's, and that's what she had said. I mean, um, the, uh, but, I mean the other girl is, she's, somebody said she's a good grappler. She's a, um, a BJJ brown belt. I mean, she fought on T F L in twenty nineteen and she hurt her arm. So she's mm. been out and then COVID. You know. You know what I also heard? I saw um somebody comment today saying, Hey, this if she ain't fighting um, Amanda Nunes, there's nothing how is she gonna fight Amanda Nunes on her first MMA fight? You know, like you said, David, it's gonna <laughs> yeah. be tough. Yeah. Be
3: tough. No, that's a whole different sport. Yeah, but it really is I'm so
2: excited to see
3: it. as James Tony. Yeah,
1: I, I mean, but I, I honestly don't oh. think that James Tony, I don't think that James Tony put the effort like Clarissa Shields is doing. I mean, let's be honest, James Tony was a great boxer, but as far as like a, as a, as a, he wasn't known for his discipline, you know. And and for you to go over and learn, try to learn a new sport, and really take it and really try to run with it, you have to be a disciplined person. And I don't think James Tony was so i wouldn't i wouldn't go as far as like comparing it to james tony i think that clarissa shields is trying to do um much more i'm actually looking at, i mean i'm looking at uh she her pro mma record of brittany elkin is three wins six losses and it looks here that her last fight was january of 2019 so it's been about two years um oh. that she's fought so they are getting somebody she's coming off a win though her in her last fight um, she got a win. Actually, it says here that her last fight was on Halloween 2020, uh, grappling bout. That's what it says. So I don't know if that's considered an MMA bout. I don't understand uh, mm-hmm. what's going on here. But it does show her that she is fighting Clarissa Shields next um, on June 10, 2021. So we are going to see that. Another thing that was announced was that Clarissa Shields has resigned and Salida Promotions to continue boxing career. She, I think Mark Tappen had mentioned here on the show that she was going to do MMA next and then Pazzacu come back to boxing. Obviously, there's a lot of talk for a fight against Marshall. You know, there's a back to just a lot of her talking on social media and she's been, you know, saying a lot of things about Savannah Marshall. Obviously, Savannah Marshall has been doing the rounds um, in the media promoting her last you know, fight. The question she's always asked is about Clarissa Shields, the fight that she's always asked is Clarissa Shields. So, David, do you think that we see a Clarissa Shields against Savannah Marshall fight next in boxing, or you think there's something else there?
3: Uh, I mean, we should we should see that fight next in boxing, but it just depends on whether or not uh, Matchroom wants to pay her uh, correctly. Uh, I've heard that the terms are pretty ridiculous. That they expect uh, Clarissa to take a cut. You know, they, they're, they're talking a, a big game, bathroom uh, is, but they're expecting Clarissa to take a cut, and she's just not going to do it. It's, it's, she shouldn't and do they're it trying to embarrass her. Yeah, They're trying to shame her into taking the fight. That's basically what they're doing, which is ridiculous because Savannah Marshall has no recognition in the U.S. at all, mm-hmm. at all.
2: Yeah, David, to add to that, Clarissa is worth it. She's totally worth it. She worth a million bucks. But Savannah's the one who's not worth it. And, and I want to see the fight. I mean, and I, lo- I love her stuff. It's just that money-wise and no one knows her, she's the one who's not worth the money.
3: Hmm. Yeah, it's a great fight. It's a great fight. It's just that Clarissa has to get paid.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um uh, good up. showing by her. Could a good showing by her on e s p n plus lead to the channel being interested in her and maybe try to feature her in a in a boxing match that might be a possibility wouldn't it be david
3: uh yeah, that's a good point I didn't even think about that i mean, because it's apples and oranges to me m m a and boxing but uh yeah. well, who knows you know who who knows if e s p n decides to buy up a contract or something like that or or take a deal with Salida?
1: Because obviously everybody's waiting for zone, which is the the, the bigger
3: d- promotional
1: company, besides, uh, compared to Dimitri Salida to make the offer. And like you mentioned, they're trying to shame Clarissa into taking a fight and taking a smaller paycheck when she really deserves a bigger paycheck because it is a big fight. Now let's move on to... Uh, oh, well, actually touching base on the fact that, well, we already touched base that she signed with Dimitri Salida, you know, because she mm-hmm. had gone to a bigger promoter. I don't know if Top Rank or Matchroom were, or uh, or Golden Boy. I mean, Golden Boy might have been interested, but who knows? She ended up staying with Salida. She thought that was the best deal, and she ended up staying there. So she had signed. They didn't mention how many years more, but it does mention there was a multi-year Contract with Salida. Now our upcoming, our next show is actually on April 29th, and we are going to be talking about these, about these other fights that are happening on Saturday. This Saturday, April 17th, for Costa Rica. I don't know if there's a, a there might be. You you'll be able to find a link or something. But Anna Gabriel is facing Marta Lara, Marta Lara Gaitan, Mexican, in a ten rounder for the vacant WBC heavyweight title and the vacant WBA light heavyweight title, which is very interesting that she's actually getting the two titles. David, do you have any insight of, you know, we we had mentioned before that it was a WBA light heavyweight title, but how did that heavyweight title sneak in there from the WBC? Do you have any insight on that?
3: No, not at all. You know, I'm very I'm, confused. I'm, I'm very confused,
1: <laughs> well, I'm very I know. confused
3: hey, by the... The whole fight yeah i mean and you anything
2: know what? She's blocking the way for um danielle chambers too because she just got the WBC- heavyweight oh, yeah. silver and then here this comes and i'm like oh man hannah gabriel it's a tough one
1: actually it's very interesting because if she wins that title does she face a way bigger fighter than her and danielle chambers some down the line
3: Wow. <laughs>
2: Yeah, how's Danielle gonna get it? She'll have to face Hannah, and Hannah's not easy.
1: But Danielle Chambers does have a big advantage in size. I mean, she's a lot bigger. I oh, mean, Anna yeah. Gabriel is a big, it's a big, she's a big woman and a big fighter. But Danielle Chambers is even bigger. I mean, she's an ex-pro yeah. basketball player. So Perkins, oh, yeah, yeah, Perkins, that's her Perkins. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I mean, as far as the light heavyweight title, I, mean, I don't really think there is a lot of competition in that weight class unless, like, um, Alejandro Jimenez goes there or something like there's that. None. Uh, yeah. There's none. So we'll, any- see. we'll see what happens there, and let's see if we get a link to watch that fight from Costa Rica on Thursday, April 22nd from West Point, New York. And I don't know if this is going to be – is this going to be on TV, David? Jelena Moranovic against Erica Cruz. Hernandez 10-rounder. Yes. That's going to be on the uh, on the Ring City, right from NBC Sports.
3: Yes, yes, it is. Okay. And Twitch. Yes, and Twitch. And Twitch also, see. you can see the
1: under. Yeah, if you're outside the United States, you can actually watch it on yeah, Twitch TV. So the featherweight WBA champion Jelena Muranovich goes against Erika Cruz Hernandez. Obviously, we're all expecting a fight against Amanda Serrano that has not been made yet. There's little inklings. Serrano keeps mentioning that there's something going on, but obviously it has not come to fruition, but we get to see Jelena Miranovich next. And it was just confirmed to me, Friday, April 23rd, Yvette La Roca Zamora from Mexico will defend her WBC flyweight title against Marlene Esparza No venue Mm -hmm. as of yet, as as far I mean, there might be a venue. That part was not confirmed, but that fight's going to be on the zone. But the fight is going down, despite we have not seen a lot of press regarding it. And like I mentioned, our next show, the two-minute round, is going to be on Friday. I mean, I'm sorry, Thursday, April 29th. And we are going to be talking about these shows, especially that, I mean, these fights, especially that Diana Moranovich against Erika Cruz-Hernandez and I bet La Roca Zamora against Marlene Esparta, which has Mm -hmm. all the writings to be a great, great fight. And we might see a new world champion in Marlene Esparta. Anything that you would like to add, David? Uh,
3: Not at the moment. Nothing that I can say uh, without a confirmation. But there are some things coming up, too, in the women's uh, world title uh, arena.
1: Okay, right. so maybe we should talk about that. On now, before we go, can you give us a little bit of insight or explain to us what was announced today by the by or, or the Olympic committee Wait, you're that? Up. Break, hold on. Yeah, you're breaking up. Ahead. Can you hear me now? You can repeat it. Yeah. Uh, see if you can confirm to us or explain to us a little bit better what was announced today by USA. I don't know if it was USA Boxing or the Olympic Committee where. Um, some kind of regional, some kind of qualification round for the amateurs going to the Olympics was canceled. Was canceled? Yeah, it was canceled. Yeah, let me – actually, high top actor from San Diego stated – Here you go. In a recent, oh wait, this was something somebody else. She posted the American. Well, the American's Olympic qualifier that was supposed to take place next month has been canceled due to COVID-19 restrictions. With that said, I am not able to I am not able to compete for my spot in Tokyo, which means that everything is up in the air at the moment. The decisions for the rest of the spots in Tokyo are going to be based on rankings and registration policies that are discussed by the International Olympic Committee. And then Andrea Medina stated, I will continue to work hard and be ready because there's still a chance I can get my spot in Tokyo. We will know more info in the next couple of months. So that qualifier has been canceled because of COVID. So it puts up – yeah. yeah, go ahead.
2: Yeah, I do know – see, I didn't get that. Okay, so I do know that – there's a tournament going on right now, and the uh, United States and Argentina were excluded because of COVID. The qualify. I know that the American team is in Chula Vista right now at this camp. And I wasn't sure when they were leaving, and I haven't heard, I'm trying to think, I'm, I'm trying to get my, uh... okay, so they were, Okay, that must, be, that, that must be it. So, I don't know. I don't have all the information. That's all I remember Just our next show.
1: Yeah, on April 29th, why don't we get a little bit of information and maybe we can talk about it because that is something important for female info. boxing, I mean. Yeah, because yeah. This, this, if they get to go to the list, we should expect that a lot of these fighters like Andrea Medina and others are going to go pro, and that's going to be a yeah. new wave – of very talented female boxers coming on. And we will see how interested Top Rank, Golden Boy, Lou DeBella, Matchroom Boxing, MTK, all these entities, how interested they are in female boxing. Actually, just speaking about that, one of the most influential managers out there or finders of talent is Mr. Samson Lekowicz. And if you don't know who Mr. Samson Lekowicz is, he's the one that discovered... Manny Pacquiao. He discovered Sergio Martinez. What other fighters has Samson discovered, David?
3: He did have uh, Melinda Cooper too.
1: And he and 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 to, and to tie it all up, he has that big uh, 154 pounder, the tower towering Inferno, Sebastian Tundora, And it was just announced not too long ago that he has signed Sebastian's sister, which I don't know her first name. Oh yeah. Gabriella a super tough young woman as well that I think she's going to be mm. fighting, like she's going to be fighting a really light, I don't know what weight class, but she's going to be super tough for that weight class, just like her brother.
3: So, yes, yeah, she
2: is. She's a he, he also had a Hannah
3: Gabriels, too,
1: at one point. So he's open to female boxing. So imagine these guys, all these guys, Lecker, with Top Rank, Golden Boy, Matchroom, Bella, maybe Dimitri Salida, and others
2: hey, going Felipe, after this new batch of Olympics. Go ahead. Hey, Felipe. Like, yes. Uh, in regards to the qualifiers, I'll have all the information for the yeah. next show. because I'm going to call my sister right after this. But just to okay. touch, okay, check this out. So, we had nationals last week. Um, and the rankings came out today. So, and mm. you're talking about, you know, having this, uh, you know, a rush of, of amateurs going pro, which is what we had after during COVID because, That was the qualifiers. Whoever didn't make qualifiers were going pro. And we're seeing them now. I'm seeing them trickle in. So now, so the rankings come out, and they're all um, just between us and whoever's listening, they're all kind of all over the place. Like O'Shea Jones, who's the Olympian at, um, what is she, 132?
4: Mm, She is
2: um, the number one. Okay, so she comes on and does this little video this morning and goes, "Hey, I'm the Olympian at number one." She goes, "Where am I on the rankings?" She goes, "Am I not number one anymore? What am I zero?" So they're playing around with the rankings right now at USA Boxing. I guess they're trying to go in with the out with the old, in with the new. But now, I mean, we're already in 2021, and basically, I mean, every, that last was a watch. So here comes 2024. So you might not see that top tier. Come, go pro because they're like, hey, we're already 2021. This is almost over, 2022, Mm. and then we
1: go for 2024. Mm. No, you know, like yeah, you know, the ones that are young enough, yeah, like a German, yeah. And the older, the older women, like Christina Cruz, was actually, I think she was, um, um, uh, representing Puerto Puerto Rico. Rico. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's already like older, so I mean, she's really probably not even thinking of going pro, and she just wants to get that chance to Olympics. And
4: mm-hmm. um,
1: I don't know, I don't know what, I don't even know if she's actually has a chance to go to Olympics. Um, I forgot her name, the one that's really good friends with uh with uh, Michaela Mayer, Fuchs.
2: Oh, Virginia Fuchs. Fuchs, yeah, Fuch. yeah. So that's yeah. another one. I mean, this is—is is she going to go again in 2024? A lot of these girls just might hang on.
1: Yeah. All right. We well, there you it. have it, folks. And yeah. we'll have more information regarding this new uh, story. Hey, can I also say something? Regarding. Go ahead.
2: Can I also say something about the amateurs? I have to say. Mm-hmm. This. Okay, so we had some girls um, new to the Bay Area that came to work with. They worked with um, at my sister's gym, to Base Boxing. They came and worked with Lupe. Gutierrez, who's the 2020 na- Olympic Trials national champion and Daisy Bamberger who is the uh, number 1 at 130 now she's elite the so 132 and you know one of the girls who went came out of nowhere from Sacramento never been to a national she won and she's number she came out number 1 in the rankings which is a little funny wow. but she became national champion and the other girl who worked with um <laughs> worked at our camp was uh, the number 7 at youth 130 Two And she uh, she knocked the first, the number one out. And she didn't win the national champion, she came out silver. She knocked the number one. So she went from number seven to number two. Knocked that number one down to four. Just saying. Coming at you, working with, you know, the beautiful brawlers. That's all. I just thought I, I had to say. It's great stuff. There's a little commercial for beautiful brawlers. So
1: there you have it. David. Now that I mentioned Mikaela Mayer, I think there was a little bit of a little a little bit of like a rumor, maybe some hints that they had offered Alicia Baumgartner a fight against Mikaela Mayer, but it looked like it didn't. I couldn't understand it.
3: There was a little bit of a rumor,
1: I think on social media going forward that that Frank had offered. Mayor once again, and that they were going back and forth of who was going, who was saying no to the fight. Did Did you see any of that? Do you have any insight of that?
3: Uh, no, not at all. I, I haven't uh, seen any of that. I'm, I'm sure that they've been bickering back and forth, accusing each other of uh, not taking fights for two years now. But um I don't know. I, I haven't heard of anything lately.
1: Have you Have you heard of, of a possible date for Mikaela Mayor?
3: I the last I heard she was waiting on room to see what they were gonna do. Oh, okay, with uh, okay. with that uh, Choi and with uh, and then the other one is a French girl, uh Hamadouche, um, Hamadouche. Yeah, Hamadouche. Yeah. Okay. And I think it's all because of the COVID uh thing yep. that everybody's not certain. Yeah, somebody well.
2: told me that they heard that Michaela was looking for or possibly going to fight um erica ferrius on june 19th they even gave me a date I, haven't, I, haven't seen
1: that. I actually i saw that actually i saw that farias was supposed to fight on, on her social media and i don't know off. what happened.
4: who'll
1: do, we'll do yeah it's she was to have like like in april what happened there. We'll do a little bit of research there. We have a little bit of technical difficulty, so I think it should be time for us to wrap it up. So with that said, from oh, Mr. Minute, David Abinette. You
2: guys, you guys yeah. I just I went back to my text with this guy and he said that Erica pulled out of the show on April 9th, no reason given.
1: Oh, okay. There you go. So we'll see what happens there because it seems like she keeps training on her social media. But our next show, April 29th, we'll be talking about all the spices. what should be the fight of this last couple these next two weeks from Mr. David Avila and Mrs. Lupi Gutierrez. I'm Felipe Leon and we bid you good night. Good night everybody. Good night. Hola Jamie Hola Jamie ¿Cómo está qué? ¿Sí? Sí, sí, ¿Está yo poniendo bolsita de café? ¿Por qué? ¿Por qué? ¿Por
0: qué?
1: Yo, yo, te... no, yo creía yo creo que era no, tenía, aquí sí tenía.
0: Hola, buenas i you. going to go to Thank you. Rather, okay. I'm going
4: to go The <laughs> other Thank uh-huh.
0: pero Yo iba a ir en el 2 de mayo no a, a la escuela. I'm <laughs> <laughs>
4: you cool. Thank uh-huh. it was No. <laughs>
0: Are Oh am Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. I <laughs> you <laughs> <laughs> Yo desde el tribunal, yo soy yo, ¿cómo sí? ¿Tú el día? Yo desde el tribunal, yo soy yo, ¿no? ¿No So that's <laughs> <laughs> Yes. you good here. Well, Yeah. I don't know you sure. mm mm-hmm.
4: I'm <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and see if I can get a little bit of a picture of the world. I'm going to go ahead and see if I can get a little bit of a picture of the world. Thank you
0: Oh All right, All right. All right. All right. All right. No, no. No, no, no. Pero no voy a llegar tarde. O sea, no? Tengo bien que hacer el paso de todo, no voy a estar con eso, no. no, no que me pasa a mi madre. ¿Pánico del medio? लोग <laughs> जो <laughs> <laughs>
4: Oh. Thank okay. you.
3: Thank you. I don't